Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guest is Ted Patel from Astri Capital. Welcome, Ted. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. How are you doing, Rama? Nice to see you again. It's a pleasure being on your show. Thank you. Doing good. Little bit about Ted. Ted is the founder and CEO of Astri Capital and host of Decoding Cashflow podcast. He's helped many achieve their goals of passive real estate investing and is excited to share his knowledge with our audience. So with that, Ted, you want to add anything to your background? You covered most of the part. Just wanted to add uh, some more things that I'm doing in real estate. In addition to passive investments, I'm also actively involved in ground-up constructions for luxury single-family homes, as well as small multifamily properties in New Jersey. Cool. So how did you get into real estate and multifamily or construction space? That's the long story. Let's get all the way back. (laughs) You know, I came to US back in 2000 to do my master's in computer science. So once I completed my master's in computer science, I started working with investment banks on Wall Street. Spent about eight years with them. But as you know, like when 2008 happened, following after that, there was a bloodbath in Wall Street. You know, so many people getting laid off right and left. And I also was one of them who got caught up in that storm. So that was my last W-2 job after I got laid off because, and then that just flipped one of the switch in my mind, you know, saying like, why should I have someone else decide my future? Let me take things in my own hand. Instead of working for someone, let me start a small business. Or I didn't have the real estate in mind at that point of time, you know. So I jumped, I bought a truck stop actually in Florida. You know, the big truck stop that you see on the highways, Sonoco truck stops. I I bought one of those initially. The business was good, everything good, but there was always a fear of one of the big guys coming right next to me, like flying J or pilot, you know, with my ruin. So at that point of time, you know, while I was involved in that business, I had a friend who was in the construction business. He was doing a real estate ground up construction. I started following him. I started notice what is he doing? How is he doing? Spend some time with me. And that's when I developed so much interest into building new things, you know, or maybe refurbishing the old things, I would say. And after that, I was like, let's full focus full time on real estate. This is going to be huge. You know, it's a huge market, huge potential in real estate. And there are so many benefits starting from, you know, tax benefits, cash flow benefits. So you, you can always have the real estate as the active income generator as well as passive income generator. You can have it both ways in real estate. So I sold my old business in 2012. I started with investing in real estate, I started buying properties in foreclosure at the courthouse, you know. So I started with fix and flips. Then some of the properties, small multifamilies that I bought, like one to four unit, you know, if it was cash flowing properly, I used the Burr method, you know, kept it for myself, just wanted to let my tenants pay off the mortgage. So I can have some retirement cash flow after the mortgage is paid off. So that was the concept early on. And the business was doing good, everything going well. Not until like still I'm doing it, but the change 
to multifamily happened back in 2017. I was at one of my construction site and I had a near-death experience. One of the full pallet of marble fall on me, on my leg actually. And that was a pivotal moment, you know, when I started focusing more on passive income actually. At that point of time, you know, while laying on the bed, you know, I was just thinking like, what if that pallet was just third, six inch away or the right hand side instead of being on the left, that might be a terrible thing happened to me, you know? So if that had happened, what would be the financial condition for my family, you know? So at that point of time, I started thinking more about passive income. Of course, the active income is important, but in addition to active income, you got to have passive income so that something, you know, life is unpredictable, as you know, like anything can happen anytime. So if something had to happen, maybe you lose your job, or maybe you're not able to work for a while due to XYZ reason, how you're going to support your family. All right. So at that point of time, after that incident, I started working towards finding a solution or, you know, like how better or how faster I can achieve my goal of increasing my passive income above my active income. And I started going to all the conferences everywhere, you know, as you know, uh, reading books, going through the podcast, multifamilies. And I came across a guy who was like, you know, I recently bought 150 unit multifamily and I was like, you're still young, you know, you need a lot of cash to buy 150 units. And then he explained me the whole strategy of how he did it, how he partnered with different people, how he did the syndication, how he worked with the investor to raise the money. And that showed me a new door on, you know, investing in multifamilies and how to accelerate your passive income, the growing your passive income. And since then, because I was new to this multifamily game, so I started investing passively, first of all, with a few of the operators, you know, just try to get some experience on how the deal works, or, you know, what are the things that investors should be looking into. I would say at one point of time, I was like the most active passive investor. I always wanted to be a part of the game. You know, even if I'm a passive investor, I want to be in all the meetings. I want to be in their management meeting. I want to be a part of the meeting that happens with the property management company. So I was always curious to learn all the nitty gritty. And finally, back in 2018, I started syndicating my own deals. So yes, since then we have collected about thousand units you know, with, with different partners. Uh, the other thing is, you know, as I said, I, I'm still actively doing my own ground up construction for single families as well as small multifamilies here in New Jersey. So busy both the ways. Awesome. So if yeah. I reflect back a couple of things like success lives close and you have more laughter success, right? That is one thing, asking right yeah. question at right time. So exactly. that, those things will help you where we are right now. So thank you for sharing that. So how many passive investment deals you have done so far? So passive investment deals about eight to nine, but I'm always looking for a new deal. Even if I'm a general partner in one of the deal, if someone comes, you know, there is some other good deals, I'm ready to join as an LP also on those deals. So okay. I keep my options open. Yeah. What are the top three lessons you have learned by investing passively in eight or nine deals? The most important lesson is do 
your homework right. You know, make sure whomever you're partnering with, you check their track record. You make sure they have been through ups and downs. You ask them the right question, how they failed or how they come across any difficulties during their last project. Check their background in short, you know. You can compare different projects or different deals by looking at how conservative underwriting they have been doing. You know, you have to stress test the model. You have to make sure you stress test the model while working with the investment banks. That's what I learned from there, you know, because for all the portfolios, all the stock, all the portfolios or balances that the investment bank have, they apply the stress test rule, right? They apply the market risk, which is like the economic factor, right? Interest rate goes up, the market fluctuates, the population increase, decrease. So those are the stress tests you have to make sure that you happen. Then the credit risk, that is the other thing. You have to stress test based on the credit risk. What's going to go with the interest rate goes up, down. What are the changes that will happen? Then you have the counterparty risk also. Counterparty, it can be anyone that the property management, that's one of the counterparty. Your investors, that's one of the counterparty. So there are certain risks involved with all the different teams in the project. So you have to take into consideration everything, do your stress test properly. The other thing is make sure you communicate with your investors properly. This is the key, actually. You know, Even there is a certain amount of doubt on any aspect, you communicate that clearly with your investors. Make sure they are on the same page with you before it's too late. For example, right, with the current market situation, you have to communicate, you know, there is a volatility in the market, but these are the things that we are going to do or we are currently doing to mitigate those risks. So we can go on and on about it, you know. <laughs> what are the questions you would ask to operators? The main question is, how many deals have you done? First of all, show me the details of the deals. Show me what are the underwritings that you did initially for the deals. This is the underwriting you did. Now tell me where do it stand? You had projection of this much rent increase. What's the rent increase till date? Right? What was the projected rate of return? It might be internal rate of return or annual you know, return. What was it? And what is it right now? How many properties have you done a value add, exited the properties, full cycle you have done. What was proposed versus what's the actual that happened in that project. So those things I'll do. The other thing is what are the other team members? You know, what are the companies that are they are working with? For every, I would say, state or areas, they might be working with different property management companies. So I would, of course, you know, talk to them, property management companies. I'll talk to them. How's the operator? What are the pros and cons that you think about this operator? So of course, you know, even if any operator or anyone that brings you the deal, you have to do your own underwriting. You cannot trust, blindly trust, I would say. Not trust, but not blindly trust whatever anyone is saying. Awesome stuff. Do your own due diligence, right? So awesome. Exactly. So you moved from single family, flips, BRR, on passive investing to active investing side or active syndications. So walk me through your mindset point of view, how exactly you shifted your mindset, what helped you to be uh, successful as apartment syndicator? See, thinking about the mindset, right? The first thing, what I would say is there are certain aspects, right? Are you interested or are you committed to do whatever you want, right? 
if you are interested you won't put full focus or you won't put whatever is needed but if you are really committed to achieve your goal then without any excuses you will find a solution so same thing happened to me right as i said while doing all this fix and flips certainly my pattern interrupted in 2017 when i had that accident and as tony robin says right the pattern needs to be interrupted for a significant change in your life and that was one of the things that moved me towards multifamily and i was you know very much committed to find or i would say to make sure that my passive income would exceed my active income so that was my initial mindset and i worked through it i networked met with the people who has been in the field took the guidance you know started working alongside few of the guys who has been in this industry for a while and it's all about you know whenever you have a proper network or maybe you have a proper surrounding your mindset will try to resemble the mindset of the people near you you know so that's what i have seen and it's all about you know making sure you are motivated enough every single day to do whatever it needs to be done you have proper strategy in place if you want to achieve something these are the 10 step you know you want to do it you make sure you do the progress you don't want to procrastinate on that thank you if you committed there is always a way right so that's what yeah. you know i can reflect yeah. that that's what it says like old nightingale who who is a great author he says you become what you think about right so yeah. it's all in your head you start thinking you want to do this you will find a way sooner yeah. or later sure so now you also invested in apartment syndication so you are focusing some ground out development in our own local market share me some challenging experiences or you know best practices you know ground up development how exactly current market impacting that or how exactly are navigating next okay so as compared to the multifamily market i still see opportunities here especially in new jersey for the ground up construction all right no doubt the interest rate has affected a little bit but still you know because the inventory is very low okay still the people who has bought their house with 3% or 3.5% they don't want to sell and move on to the new one because you know by switching their house they might be paying more mortgage so the inventory is pretty low and there are still people who has a lot of cash you know who are willing to buy especially in the luxury family houses anything about 2 million dollars i'm still getting my properties under contract even before it is completed so yeah the trajectory of the price you know which for past couple of years i was seeing like 10 to 15% increase in price every year since the covid started that has gone the trajectory of that has been stabilized but still i would say we have been able to make at least 20 to 25% return on the new projects yeah okay what is our typical timelines for these uh, luxury homes developments normally it's about uh, 14 to 16 months that's my you know initially couple of months just to get the project planning and getting it approved from the board from the town 
There are certain towns which takes a longer, but normally it's between two to three months. Your permit should be ready and it should be ready shovel. You know, after that, about one year to get full finalized, finished product ready. Thank you. And that's for the single family, right? If you go in the multifamily space, like if I'm doing a 10 unit construction, that might change a little bit. It might take about 18 to 24 months, depending on the size of the project. Got it. So let's shift towards personal side. Any habits that are helping you to be successful? Yes, I have my some, you know, morning habits, I would say. I always get up five o'clock in the morning. The first thing I do is take a walk or run for about 10 minutes. Do my stretching, yoga, meditation. It helps me focus a lot. I plan out my day after that, you know, after meditation, go take a shower, sit down on the desk and go through the to-do items, you know, one, two, three, four, knock them down one by one. And I make sure I prepare my next day's list, next day to-do items a day before, you know, like in the evening, I prepare for tomorrow. And of course, you know, I read a lot. Before bedtime, I at least spend 30 minutes reading any, if not real estate book, any book. I go through it. Yeah. Yeah. So any books that impacted your life? One is E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Okay. It gives a proper understanding of how you can get out of, it's like, you know, don't work in your business, work on your business. Okay, so that gives a new perspective of how you can pull yourself out from the day-to-day work, assign it to someone, put the process in place, so you don't have to do it over and over again, and someone else is taking care of, you have some more freedom to think on the bigger ideas, the bigger stuff that's worth your time. Awesome. How can listeners can connect with you, Ted? They can go to my website. It's astricapital.com. They can always find me on the social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta. And if needed, I'll give my email ID also to any of your listeners. Sure. If they want you know, to get in touch with me for anything, I'll be more than happy to you know, talk to them for any topic they might want. It's ted at estracapital.com, T-E-D at estracapital.com. Awesome. Thank you very much, Ted. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Rama. It was a pleasure talking to you. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP 360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Rama Krishna Chunchu. We'll see you next time.